Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the QAD Customer Podcast. Uh, this is a two-part episode with both Daniel Dim and Leslie from Eclipse Doc Origin. I'm your host, Stephen Rosenthal, and the three of us are going to jump into the use of documents, forms, and automation in a manufacturing business, especially in terms of communication and using everyday business practices as a tool and engine for growth in your company. Let's jump in. All right, one last quick note. Every time you hear this sound, that will be me interjecting as the narrator for this episode. We jam a lot into this, so I wanted to make sure I had a nice little tune for you for my commentary on this episode. Welcome again, Leslie, to the show. Very excited to have you here with Daniel and I as we define and better give some a little bit more description around why uh, Doc Origin is a value to the QAD space. Uh, again, you know, with this podcast, we're really focused on the QAD space primarily and around manufacturing companies. So this particular show is going to be a lot about the Doc Origin products, but also just how you can think about forms, documents, and reports and whatnot um, in your business as a manufacturer. So I think that's going to be really important. And Leslie has some great background um, into and a career that's been really built around helping businesses, especially in manufacturing, use forms as an asset and as a tool for growth and not just a cost of doing business and a bog on their system. So uh, let's get uh, into your background a little bit, Leslie, and why don't you tell us kind of where you sit in the Doc Origin Eclipse organization, and then give us a little bit of a background too on your career. It's clear to me every time you and I are on calls, just your uh, depth of knowledge and uh, is is equal to your enthusiasm (laughs) for the product. So I, I think it's going to be a, a great message to convey. Yeah, Daniel, I agree. And uh, really excited to hear what Leslie has uh, for us today. Go ahead, Leslie. So I've been with Eclipse, I think, uh, seven years now. So um, in the prior to that, I used to work at a company um, called More Business Forms, which no longer exists, but uh, they obviously printed and created physical forms, which that knowledge, oddly enough, uh, translates in what I do even today, because I still think when I get data that was intended for a dot matrix printer, people don't even know what a dot matrix printer is, right? But yeah, I know sheesh. the intention of that layout. So I guess, um, you know, when I talk about my experience, and thank you, Daniels, for seeing that, yeah. that um, I came from a company that was a print company, and then the introduction of electronic forms was... Uh, basically a year or two out of my college being part of more. So they started a division called electronic forms division of more. Right. Um, and I left what was once a, literally a plant. So Leslie, I think that's a really good start. Uh, I think also you have a bit of a decorated past in the forms industry as you've touched on already, but let's start, you know, from college to, 
um, you know, where you're at now and bring us through how forms have transformed across uh, these various years as well as you go through um, your, your experience and your career. So my experience coming out of um, college, I was a corporate communications major, but um, BS in science and, and not that that's relevant, but um, went into a printing company uh, working in, in CAD and then more started an electronic forms company or division of their company, which became, you know, it was a brand new industry and it was DOS based and there was a handful of products out there that handled that, you know, not that it matters, block of three forms. Leslie is about to jump into a great deep dive in the weeds overview around how forms have morphed in the past decade or so, maybe a little more. Uh, but I think it's really important to think about from a business standpoint as she's going through this, why the why this is important and what this sets us up for in the future in this episode is how forms are now a tool to be used instead of a cost. All right, let's get back to what Leslie has to say. You know, I, I Delarina and then Jetform at the time. So um, at the start of that industry, uh, things transitioned. And I think this is a bit in the history of, of some of the podcasts we had that that we were basically only moving things from a dot matrix printer that required a pre-printed form, which was very costly, you know, mm -hmm. just to move it to LaserJet. That was the original intention is just to now not have print on demand is what we would call it, you know, at the plant that we'd print tons of forms. So you'd print and overlay information on an invoice or a PO or so forth. And if you change your phone number, you obviously didn't shredded all that and then made new forms and then shipped them out. So that was a really costly product. So the very beginning of the industry, um, we uh, we're just replacing dot matrix printers and then removing the need to create pre-printed forms. So we build a template electronically and then overlay that data. So in the beginning, it was very basic being just an overlay and we would lay career font over that. Well, then the products advanced pretty rapidly that we could now not use career font and just a dumb overlay, which meant every page has to be the same because it has a header a detail right. and a footer. And instead of putting a total in the total, you would put continued in the total. But why were you even putting total on page one yeah. if it was a continuing, right? Wow. So that's where within years it became dynamic. So we still use that term today that the structure of the form has really always been dynamic, but we would do, you know, basically workarounds to handle that the functionality wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So um, the industry morphed into this dynamic structure, which then let us be efficient in our page definition and even gain things like if you have a one page document, you can make it put it on a preprinted form of pressure sealed paper, which allowed you to fold it into an envelope so you didn't have to pay to print a piece of paper, stuff it in an envelope. That was cost savings, right? So we split yeah. out that, hey, if you're one page go to our pressure seal paper. And if you're two pages, go here. So along the way, there was all these gains. That's awesome. That's really, really great to see how the industry has surfed over the past two decades. So tell us about now. What's, what's happening now? Well, now, 20 years later, we have the web, right? So I'm trying to not bore you with the entire history of the industry, but that um, the web allows us to deliver things that we don't even have to print paper, right? We can print mm -hmm. it directly to a 
portable document, being a PDF, and then email it to our clients. But the reality is the one thing I see in all of the industries that, you know, and people would talk to me even at a at a casual dinner parties, they're like, oh, soon there will be no paper, you know, soon though everything will be electronic, but that is not the case. We were always obligated to um, print a paper because not, you know, just as we saw today or this year in COVID that yeah. not all students, you know, 50% of the students don't have, you know, uh, access to the internet or computer at their house, which right. we didn't even occur to us being in technology. I have eight, com- eight computers in my closet, right? Yeah. So um, we were always going to have to go to print, not just for that scenario, but backup. And also um, as people move to delivering, you know, my order, I can pull up my order of Amazon on a screen. If I need to print that, that becomes really challenging to a piece of paper. If I need to go to the store and return and print it, all of a sudden I printed my, you know, receipt and it's, it's eight pages long because I have ads yeah. and the way it lays out on HTML is just wreaks havoc, right? So I still love the idea of always designing to target a sheet of paper, which sounds very archaic and people kind of giggle when I say that. But if I print a PDF, I am now allowing you to deliver anywhere you want on your iPhone, on your computer, on a sheet of paper, and it always looks the same. Now that we've gotten a nice crash course on uh, some of the history around forms, documents, how businesses utilize forms, I think it'll be good to talk about kind of the here and now. And I know Daniel is a big proponent of this, especially on his LinkedIn. You guys should look him up, uh, Daniel Dim on LinkedIn. Um, Really great content around how forms, you know, a, 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 a PO or a customer invoice is probably a better example for this particular uh, subject, but how forms and documents can be used as a tool for growth. I really want, Leslie, I want you to kind of touch on this, but let's uh, talk about now kind of what the future now looks like uh, in terms of documents and forms in a business. The last Hmm. few years have just been exponential as technology has always been that in the forms industry, and this is really where Daniel is really good at being a visionary um, as far as, marketing that it's become now I'm of course going to new subject that the transition has become now that we're delivering electronically and we can embed color and there's no cost to delivering eight sheets of paper versus one might as well take advantage of that because you know and and the one thing I always use is we're really good at turning a blind's eye of flipping past ads and I go to my you know Yahoo and I have ads everywhere but I'm just totally ignoring them but the PO, I open a document that says a bill is inside and I look at it and I actually enjoy if they're like, Hey, did you know, you know, you can buy dog insurance. If I open my insurance bill, I thought, I don't know. I didn't know that. That's great. That's a great idea. So it is a very targeted market that one, I'm opening it and paying attention Two, I don't mind. And we don't mind as sellers promoting things that are really genuinely relevant and would help me. And so so we are envisioning, and this really Daniel's vision, and and Steve, the owner of the company's vision, is that this document has become an opportunity to promote products and services, and then secondarily, as we've seen with COVID, become a critical way to message. Right. So so it is really important for us to say, hey, don't worry, we are handling your boxes 
in a protective way. And we're going to tell our customers to put their mind at ease. You don't have to wear a gas mask to open our box. We are doing all these things, right? As we close out part one here, guys, I want to take uh, this last couple minutes to talk about what Doc Origin is specifically doing in uh, this space, especially when it comes to business communication via forms, via documents, how can those be used as a tool for growth? Um, Let's talk about Doc Origin specifically as we close this out. And as a quick little plug, also, if you want to learn more about both Doc Origin and Doc Lib and how these two solutions used in conjunction with QAD can bring documents and processes around documents. Um, They can automate those processes uh, and make those documents and processes engines for growth in your business, as well as major efficiencies to cut costs, uh, I think is really huge. So uh, long-winded here, but let's get back into what exactly Doc Origin can do, um, given the context that you all have laid out um, for the current uh, position that documents take in the industry. So it be the the fact it was funny because we had made this BCC. I'm sorry, I apologize for using an acronym and even a tool. But there's this enhancement to our tool that we allowed us to what we call message and market. Sometimes when I talk to people, they're like, "Why are you saying message and market?" I'm like, "Message like really important critical stuff that we're not selling anything. We just want to make sure everyone knows we're being careful. That is really important. That's a message." Or market like, hey, I don't know if you know, but if you always order monthly, you know, Keurig cups, I will give you 20% off because then I'm always counting on that residual revenue and you are saving. Well, great. Thank you. The customer's happy and I'm happy. I'm promoting stuff. So both of them are critical and they're targeted and they're relevant. And the color, now we can use iPop and color to critically send a message to say, hey, this medicine for like McKesson, this medicine, make sure if you're pregnant, don't take it anymore. It's very dangerous. And I can send a message to have, a, you know, that icon that's intended to warn people and a hazard. It's a critical message to my recipient because I don't read all the warnings on the, on the <laughs> label. I mean, I'm being totally honest that I do not, but if I see a pregnant woman with a slash through it and I'm taking medicine, I will pay attention. So, so these documents have, although they're still documents and POs and necessary part of the business and will never leave, they're also becoming an opportunity to highlight things that are really important. Like, hey, just so you know, you are really overdue or you're way over your credit limit and we're going to block all of your orders. If you know, so we can say, hey, you're 30 days. Hey, just so you know, you're 30 days past or right. hey, you're over your credit limit. We're warning as we approach that total. But knowing that we can calculate and look and base a rule to say, make it red and bold at the top of the form if they're 90 days. Like we are shutting you off. They're going to notice that versus courier text at the top of a form in the olden days, which is how we message stuff. Leslie's really good at bouncing ideas off of, and uh, her and I have been extremely creative in finding ways to uh, take Doc Origin and Business Communication Center, uh, what Leslie was talking about before, BCC, which is what we call it, and uh, really use it as an extension to... uh, the way you do your sales and marketing, uh, especially around your social media. I mean, this has become another form of social media to us. This is just as important as LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. 
you know, you're reaching uh, very valuable customers uh, on a daily basis with these uh, documents. And I think uh, Leslie called it the right thing. And I like the term portable documents. I've never actually heard that term before until just now, portable documents. Which is PDF. That's what PDF is. Yeah, PDF. But yeah, just the whole concept of a portable document that can be used across any device looked at. You, you can pull them up on a smart TV if you want to. You can print them. You can do whatever you want with them. But this uh, neutral format document that looks identical in every single scenario, pulling it up in every single way. I mean, but if I pull it up on my phone, I'm going to have to get my reading glasses out. Uh, you know, there, there are some limitations, obviously, to viewing them. But, you know, as you can you can hear in in. Leslie's voice. I mean, she's truly the evangelist when it comes to uh, these kind of products and the different things that we can do in sales and marketing and the uh, the evolution uh, of documents and document generation. All right. We are going to pick this right back up with part two uh, next week. Uh, I've got a bonus episode coming out for you guys in two days. But next Tuesday, you will get another episode, part two of this two-part series with Leslie within our series with Eclipse Doc Origin. If you have not already, please sign up for our webinar coming up uh, next month. That It's a deep dive overview of everything related to... Um, documents, process automation, what have you in a manufacturing business using QAD. Thanks again, guys. Until next time.